first edition we said our names and we haven't said them since maybe we should say them at the start we said them to each other oh okay yeah it's for the the peep fans to work out yeah Um, they've had a lot of intros of us saying our names so far have they yeah so if they kept up with it then (laughs) they've heard that intro about ten times I say I'm Martin hello Hello and welcome to Now We're Talking, the podcast where three men discuss every... Oh, bollocks, I always forget. <laughs> hey! uh, every entry in the Now... Like, welcome to the Now That's... No, Now, now, that. now That's What I Call, Now That's where, What We're Talking. <laughs> now That's What I Call Music, he cease and desist. <laughs> cast. Cease and desist, cast. This is a podcast... This is a podcast, right? This is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss every entry in the UK series of Now That's What I Call Music. It's a pop odyssey. Yeah. A pop city. Pop city. Yeah. You say all of them. I was looking at the Now website the other day. I was yeah. showing my housemate, Robbie. I was showing him how bad the website is. Oh, that's terrible. And if you go to the store, they're selling like loads of the spin-off ones and there's some brilliant spin-off now so if we ever need to do yeah, get any extra episodes one. you can do yeah. now that's what I call dad rock yeah, well, which is four discs and most of it isn't dad let's, rock let's get these 200 <laughs> or so episodes down oh, first yeah. and then we can see but Martin how can you say that I didn't try no I, I didn't say you didn't try Oh, that's Although you haven't got dressed yet, so... I am dressed, I've just got a dressing gown. We're in my house. <laughs> Be fair, whenever we're in my house, I'm never really dressed properly. Harry, Frankie and Johnny were happy that way, but what about the children? <laughs> There's an ice cream man at the same time. Ice cream man. <laughs> <laughs> I want a zap! You were just uh, moaning about the ice cream man on the way here as well. Frankie and Johnny liked it that way. Well, it's, you know, I don't think their kids... Have, I don't, look, whatever they want to do is their business. Okay. <laughs> the kids, they'll grow up and learn the, the way they like it as well. But it's not to be discussed at this point in no, their no. sort of okay. development, I don't think. Well, in that case, do you want to... Wise man. Is there any history to fill us in on? There is a, merely a couple of little housekeeping items. We've just got to go around, just got to get on the Skype and go around the world and uh, listen to everyone's top single and album for, yeah. for 86 okay. it's just the only thing we haven't done yet Ooh. and uh, we'll have the Kent report as well oh, Kent Kent's special end of year report special chopped down shortened end of year report because he's getting to uh, he, he's not able to function very well at the moment well, that fucking ice cream, man. Just, Fuck just off. go and get one. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a sticky situation. It's too cold. I'm too much of a southern punts to eat ice cream in this weather, Harry. <laughs> so we go to our... Uh, I, could, I, don't, I don't know the... What's the... Uh, I don't know, even know the word for the thing that I'm trying to ask. <laughs> what's the word for someone who's from New Zealand? Kiwi. Kiwi. Yeah, but that's not like the... 
you know, like English, French, oh, German, Kiwi, in, is I it? I think they're in New Zealand. Uh, All right, let's go for our New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand. It's <laughs> <laughs> not Zoolander. Let's go for Zoolander. Uh, Jonah Lomu. All right, boys, it's uh, fucking Joe Lowe. I'll kick your fucking ass. Right. Oh, I'm just a big guy. Stamping all over, trampling all over those English rugby players. I did so iconically in 1995. Is he ill now? I don't know. I'm fine, mate. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't even really know. I just remember he had a video game. Oh, yeah. In the 90s. Yeah? And I saw him on the front cover. I think that's the only image I know of John Lowe. Yeah. I looked and I went, that's the biggest referee in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the Pete Sampras uh, golfing game. It was one of them. Pete Sampras (laughs) golfing game. I don't remember the Pete Sampras golfing game. (laughs) I'd like to play that. (laughs) Get your tennis racket, chuck the golf ball in the air and fucking wag it as far as you can. (laughs) It's Pete Sampras' golf. Not Pete Sampras (laughs) then. One of the other ones. Who was a golfer for Tiger Woods? Uh, Nick Faldo? Might, oh, did he have a game? Probably. Arnold Palmer, I think, had a game. Uh, Jack Nicholas, he had a game. I don't know these sports people. Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholas was in The Shining, wasn't he? Right, right come on, Jonah. I was right. Stop fucking making me sit here listening to you and talk about fucking tennis. Well, the, the top selling single of uh, 1986 in New Zealand was uh, Sailing Away by All of Us, them boys, yeah. Great. So, not Sticks. No. I'm sailing away. <laughs> now all of us, haven't you heard of them? They're great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the album was Die Straits, Brothers and Arms. Oh, fuck off. Oh, come on, it was huge. Yeah, it was shit, though, isn't it? It was a big <laughs> album, first album out on CD, wasn't it? We've probably said that before. But people loved the Die Straits. Yeah. What about all of us as albums? <laughs> in the top... <laughs> Right, boys, I've got to go. There's an earthquake. See you later. <laughs> See oh, fuck. <laughs> there, he's gone. <laughs> See you later, John Lolo. <laughs> right, now we go over to Ireland. Hey, everybody! It's Spherical Shaggy! <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a, a Canadian for a second. Hi, <laughs> Fergal. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! Getting some teenage kicks. Hey, yellow too! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the best album is because Ireland don't keep records and stuff like that. Not until about 2003 when we got the internet. <laughs> uh, but the best single was The Lady in Red by Christopher. Yeah, that's alright. Uh, which might have actually not been the best selling one but spent the most weeks. I couldn't find the best selling one. So I just assumed it would be that one. Yeah. Uh, now we go over to America. I've got shit I don't know who to do. You're a New Yorker. Hey, hey, I'm walking here. It's, uh, it's, uh. It's also. <laughs> it's Babe Ruth, uh, famous baseball, dead baseball player for the New York Yankees. I'm gonna put it over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, the best selling single in the US, uh, 1986, was Dion and Friends. With, uh, that's what friends are for. Well, I don't even know what that song is, mate. Well, I'll tell well, you. Uh, so that the, it references itself because it's her and friends. That's what friends are for. So the friends get you a top single for yeah, exactly. It was uh, Dion Warwick, Gladys Knight, Elton John, 
and Stevie Golden Wonder. Wow. Hot <laughs> Yeah. And uh, for the album, we're going for Whitney Houston by Whitney Houston. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Really she's good. a great one. Now, where do you want me to hit this ball? Um, just in the goal. In the baseball they goal. They goals in baseball, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta be dead again. Hi, everybody. It is Canada. It's Merlio. <laughs> ah, we got in the greatest single in 1996. It was Jennifer Rush. The power of love. Okay, did they did you think they got that mixed up with the rock band Rush and everyone bought it and yeah. disappointed? Because yes. they like Rush, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Rush was Rush's mum. <laughs> <laughs> and for the album, we come for Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Good album, that one. Yeah. Right, boys, uh, I'm here. For what it's worth, I'm, I'm on the. Uh, been smoking ice. Dr. Bounty Hunter's been chasing me around the park. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, our best album, we've gone for Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston as well. Wow, everyone, she's a <laughs> fucking superstar, wasn't she? Yep, yeah, it was lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. It is it's a lovely lady. It is a lovely stuff. It was a lovely she stuff. Shame what to her. Yeah, I know, but she's introduced me to all that stuff, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys, well, I've got to do my 1986 Kent report, and here's my report. At number 10, this is, these are singles, by the way. At number 10, we got Robert Palmer with Addicted to Love. Yeah, all them ladies in the video on that. Uh, number nine, we've got Puppet Don't Preach. We've heard a lot about that. That's been in pretty much every chart. Puppet Don't Preach. But I only had it at number nine. At number eight, it's our friend Fergal Sharky with a good heart. All Thanks. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven, oh, this is a weird one. Number seven, Cliff Richard and the Young Ones. With Living Doll. Oh, a bit of pants, isn't it? Yeah, bit we, of love, pants. we love the young ones, though. Really. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. Oh, Ken, what do you like? <laughs> and number six was Berlin with Take My Breath Away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that really took my breath away, that one. And this one, you all have heard of this. It's uh, a wah-wah knee with uh, stimulation. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. True, oh, big true. Love a bit of Wah Wah D. Listen to that on the way down to Wollongong. <laughs> no, I'm going to Walla Walla. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is Banana Rama with Venus. Banana Rama? Yeah, the Sheilas love that one. <laughs> yeah, we're all singing it on a Friday night. You should hear it. Sounds horrible. But they will drive four miles, or four hours, even four miles. <laughs> Drive four hours to go dance to that song. They do. You have to drive around the dingo fence. It's a pain (laughs) in the ass. (laughs) Uh, Number three, Samantha Fox with Touch Me, I Want Your Body. We love love weird English shit for some reason. Why do they like Samantha Fox? Tits. Yeah. (laughs) We love a lovely blonde Sheila over here in Australia. It's the archetype. Right, uh, number two, we've got Billy Ocean. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Good work, Ken. That's a fucking banger. Yeah, we're surrounded by ocean, so we like a bit of Billy Ocean. (laughs) And uh, number one, Diana Ross and Chain Reaction. Yeah. That was definitely the best song of 1986. I mean, it is a good song. Yeah. Is that like an original release that that song is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a later one, wasn't it? Fair dues. That's it. That's everything. That's around the world in eighty accents. So, <laughs> yes, I'm the great pretender, just like a cloud. 
now we're talking about Freddie Mercury yeah. with The Great Pretender. Yeah. Written by Buck Ram. Buck is, Ram, that's my, a good name. My favourite name since Jetty Wheels, that one. Jetty Wheels. <laughs> Buck Death Ram. Watch. Buck Ram is no longer with us. Oh. Born on 21st of November 1907, died January the 1st, 1991. So, he had a pretty good innings. Pretty similar time of death to Freddie. Apparently he wrote the song in 20 minutes. Yeah, do you know where? Was it in a lift? No, it was in the washroom of the famous Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Ah. Where they shoot some scenes of uh, Fear and Loathing. Wow, there we go. What did you make of this, Martin? Um, It's a cover song. Yeah. It was alright. I mean, Freddie Mercury's got a good voice, but I can't get that excited about a cover that isn't really dressed that drastically different to the original. What's I thought you'd like the 50s chord changes. Yeah, I mean, it was alright. I liked the video. I watched the video for this one. That was probably the best part yeah. about it. What happens in that? There's, like, Freddie on a big stairway, like, you know, in the musicals, where it looks like it might be leading to heaven. Oh, and then yeah. there's... It looked like, was it Roger Taylor in drag? Yeah, yeah. And some yeah. other guys in yeah. drag as the backing singers. Yeah, it was like an actor. Yeah. Another actor. And uh, Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were all in drag. One of them definitely looked like a woman. So I was like, <laughs> is that one woman and two men in drag? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was like loads of... Well, women are always in drag. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what RuPaul says, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. That is true. Oh. words. Yeah. Thanks, Ru. <laughs> um, don't be jealous of my boo Mama Roo <laughs> yeah then there was just lots of bits where he was sort of like referencing old Queen videos yeah, so there was a yeah, bit where right. he was like in the lounge doing the hoovering on that set and then yeah. there was another bit where he was in the what's the 50s one this thing called Love and there was like all bits from his different music videos that he was sort of referencing as he's singing about being the great pretender it's nice that he's still pushing the, the video boundaries because yes. Queen had one of the first big promotional videos with Bohemian Rhapsody and obviously uh, Once to Break Free is a pretty iconic video yeah he didn't have a moustache as well oh oh yeah that he was, was, he was shaved shaved shaven <laughs> but that's <laughs> that that face of his career uh, um, oh I could listen to Freddie Mercury sing anything oh yeah but I mean in Queen he sung rock there was sort of uh, you know 50s stuff funk you know he did an opera song musical I don't think there's a genre that he can sing if he was alive today, he'd probably be doing dubstep. <laughs> I heard some uh, songs off his one of his solo albums where he made like loads of like club music for the gay yeah. scene, and that was pretty funny. So it's just like they're trying to put in way too many samples. I mean, his singing was good, but it's like yeah. high energy dance music. With this, it's, it's quite a sort of stripped down yep. arrangement, which lets his voice shine through. I mean, yeah, it does sound good. Really sounds good. I like it. He just it. keeps getting better. He doesn't like get any worse. Even like the last things that he recorded, his voice sounds probably the best it's ever sounded. He's just like he's got a lot more kind of gruffness in there and power. But like he just keeps getting better all the time. He's, he's annoying in a way because how do you be that? How do you get that good? Well, I don't know. <coughs> There'll never be another Freddie, will there? No. It's just got the right shaped body. He's like physical in it. Can't teach that shit. Uh, he's a nice little baby pink suit in the video. Yeah. Silky. A bit like Man United's away it's, kit at the moment. But it's low like that. <laughs> Me and Jacob is like, yeah, Man United, yeah, alright. Is that what this looks like? Yeah, he looked like a bunch of pink flamingos running around. They're playing like a bunch of pink flamingos running around. Oh, hey, hey. Uh-huh. We've been listening, listening to this in sort of seven or eight weeks' time. Man United probably sorted themselves out by then. Well, <laughs> got rid of that, that pink bloody well, away kit. <laughs> well, 
as at the time of recording, Norwich are, are making their way back up. Five yeah, games on yeah. the trot. Are they? Yeah, yeah after playing pretty badly to begin Jacob, with. Jacob, when I need football insight, I always come to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're recording this podcast on International Podcast Day as we well. We are. We should definitely talk about that. Yeah. I mean, well, just mention just it. Mention it. <laughs> yeah. Done. Happy Podcast Day. <laughs> Yeah, he sort of said he he chose it because he he feels like as a performer he's a bit like a pretender and that he's always pretending to be this big flamboyant showman when he's you know he's not always like been happy and stuff or been content with his life. So originally recorded by the Platters. I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a it's a bit silly of the song, really, isn't it? It's kind of almost like sort of jokey. How do you mean? I don't know. It's just (laughs) I'm a great pretender. Think isn't it just to say like really I'm upset but uh, yeah, you know as a as a man you know you're encouraged not to cry and stuff so you yeah. gotta pretend to be strong but yeah inside, I, don't agree, I don't agree with it, so yeah. it sort of sounds because like, you're a modern man well this this was what's the guy who wrote it called Buck Ram Buck Ram you know you think Buck Ram wasn't a modern man well, it's a different type you probably had the song mine Buck Ram was a modern man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he probably was back in the day, you know, but not now. Things have moved on now. Yeah. We made a lot of hits in the 50s for people. Um, This was one of his few sort of later hits. Well, that's because it fucking originally came out in the 50s. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't come out in the 50s. So, should we do do some charts? Yeah. How did it do? Um, It did all right in the British Isles. It got UK number four. It's because we love a bit of Freddy. Yeah. Uh, got a number two under Irma. Of course it did, because they um, always always do better in the island than they do anywhere else. Yeah, and the only other place it charted was New Zealand, boys. It went to number one. Oh, yes. Nice. I did notice while, nice I was looking at it, while I was looking at it, I never realised living on my own only it got to, like, number 50. Really? It wasn't a hit at all. That, that sounds really good. I know, it gets, like, a lot of... You're you know, Gets a lot of play, doesn't it? Yeah, my dad used to play that low. It's never a big song. hit. No time for the monkey's business. Oh, I hope that popped up. Are we going to see more Freddy? I yeah, we're going to see... But... No, yeah, we're going to see more Freddy on his own. Nice, nice. I'm happy about that. And We all know Freddie Mercury, we were talking about there, was the singer of Queen. Sticking with royalty now, we have Benny King <laughs> with Stand By Me. Yeah. Wow, another old song re-released. There's well, a lot of that going on, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, so The Great Pretender, the original version of that was in 55, and the original release of this was in 61. And we had Reet Petit. That was from yeah. the 50s, wasn't it? On the first yeah. disc. Well, do you know why this song re-emerged? Yes, because I watched the music video. And as I was watching it, I was thinking, is this because, uh, I was thinking, was it in the film My Girl? And I was like, that wasn't out in the 80s, that was early 90s, wasn't it? And then, yeah, and then I remembered. Then I remembered "Stand by Me," the film yeah. came out around then. I yeah. thought perhaps it's that film, and then the kids popped up in the video, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You get Will Wheaton and the late Will River Wheaton. Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> They're uh, dancing about a bit. Yeah, because the video is quite good, isn't it? Sort of. They just show some old footage of BB King playing. 
Yeah. And then it's Benny, in... Benny King. BB King oh, was sorry, the Benny lead guitarist. King. Yeah. Well, they all fucking saw their names out, didn't they? Yeah, because it's weird. It's, like King, sort of a, King. it's sort of a weird 60s nostalgia, and now you're sort of seeing it through the eyes of 80s nostalgia. Yeah, there's loads of bored kids watching yeah. fucking yeah. bored while he's singing, but by the end of it, they're loving it. They're loving Stay yeah, Like this, Me. This song is done very well. In 2012, Harry probably knows this, it was estimated the song's royalties had topped... 22.8 million US dollars making it the sixth highest earning song as of that time yeah. and Benny King got 50% of the royalties yeah. I mean it is one of those like oh I forgot to do a bit of a death watch there old Benny King Benny King uh, September 28th 1938 to April 30th 2015 oh, so well, he's not getting royalties now yeah. but maybe his fans his family yeah. probably do but well, the Drifters probably should have said yes when he offered it to them. Oh, did they turn it down? Yep. Drifters, he, that was basically who he was writing for almost exclusively at the time. I mean, this song it is, like, you know, the sort of song everyone knows, regardless yeah. of who you are. It's one of those sort of and it's timeless like, It's got the classic chord changes as well. Oh, yeah. That's, what is it called? The 50s progression. Well, it's apparently you can chords. call it the Stand By Me chords. Yeah, the Stand By Me changes. That's, yeah. 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 Uh, and this song was inspired by a spiritual and a gospel hymn that was itself inspired by a psalm. So it's actually yeah. quite religious well, in tone. Okay. It's things about a lover, don't you? Stand by your and, uh, lover. I thought it was just about some, some kids finding a dead body. John Lennon did it as well. <laughs> Not found a dead body, that was unfortunate timing. <laughs> John Lennon... Who uh, found this dead body? <laughs> that was a bit Birmingham. Paul McCartney, yeah. right? He found Paul McCartney. So we better replace him with a fake Paul McCartney. <laughs> Beatles yeah. are going to continue. Well, yeah, he, he covered it. Um, Muhammad yeah. Ali covered it as well. What? Yep. Yeah. Was that on Muhammad Ali F- Fights Tooth Decay? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it's it was a genuine a... album, that is. <laughs> on vinyl, yeah. Muhammad uh, Ali Fights Tooth Decay. Oh, well, no. It wasn't that one, but it was like one of his spoken word jobbies. Um, it was also covered by punk band Pennywise, and it's been covered by Florence and Her Machine. Well, it's interesting that Pennywise covered it, because uh, Stand By Me... The film is based on the body by Stephen King, and obviously Pennywise is from Stephen King as well. From it, ah, yeah. So maybe that's why they did it. Yeah. Well, you see, you think this song was successful and, in like and Benny e. King, Stephen King. Oh my God! Perhaps they're the same person. Conspiracy. Yeah. Well, you think this song was successful in Europe because of the film, wouldn't you? Apparently, it wasn't. It was more to do with the fact it was in that Levi's advert. Was it in the one where you go in the? No, it wasn't in that one. Well, you know the one where he's in the laundry and he takes all his clothes off? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was that one, actually. I think I'm remembering wrong. But it was in a Levi's ad. And yeah, I don't think it was this song. Surely they need a sexy song of the guy taking all his clothes off. Yeah, and that's oh. why it was more successful in like Europe and stuff, not because of the film, apparently. Or maybe because of both. That's a weird thing, wasn't it? It used to be songs that were in jeans adverts would always end up being big hits. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, we're going to get... Space Man. What was... No, the other one. The other one. Wow, what were they called? Oh, they had a funny old name, like Stench Bong or something like that. Stench Bong. <laughs> That's no. a good name for a band. <laughs> it was Stench Bong. Or, or Doorway or something like that. They were, um, they, their singer replaced Phil Collins in Genesis. Oh, Stiltskin. Stiltskin, that's the one. Rumble Stiltskin. Their singer p- replaced Phil Collins in Genesis. Yeah, for one album. Okay. They were literally put together to play that song. The song yeah. already existed. Yeah. 
Well, the Rift did anyway. But more of, that, on the more of that in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I hope that is on, because I want to talk about that. <laughs> definitely want to talk about that. I want to talk about Spaceman. Oh, we'll definitely get that, for sure. <laughs> Intergalactic crawl. So how did this one do? Well, you, yeah, so you see, when the film came out in 86, it reached uh, number nine on the US charts. Number nine, boy. And, but it wasn't until 1987 when the Levi's advert came out that it hit number one in the UK and number one on the Irma as well. In the UK, it was preceded by Knew You Were Waiting by George Michael and Aretha Franklin. And it was knocked off by Everything I Own by Boy George. Gutted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the last we'll be hearing of Ben E. King. Really? Is it not going to get re-released another four times over the coming years? No. Well, unless that, they do a remake of Stand By Me, oh, I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, yeah, really. they probably will. And of course, this song was used in the film Stand By Me, as we said, in which four boys find the dead body of missing child Ray Brower. Who killed Ray? I don't know. But I do know that Curiosity killed the cat. Oh, that's oh, a good you're so good at this. They are with Down to Earth. Would you say this is Sophist Pop? I would because Wikipedia said it was. Did it? Yeah. Sophist Me Pop. Okay. And also because the singer is called Ben Volpellier Piero, but is that was actually born Martin Benedict Volp. Volpellier Piero so I would say that that is the singer of a sophisticated pop I say it looks sophisticated pop from the video because they all looked quite sort of serious and like they didn't have fun when they were playing songs yeah (laughs) and a bit awkward in front of the camera I wonder because uh I'd never heard of Sophistic Pop before then. <laughs> Sophistic Pop. And uh, <laughs> a weird genre that I never knew existed and it seems to persist. It's sort of like Spandau Ballet, like this song. Yeah. I think it's like a not as good Spandau oh, Ballet. Dude, this song was a bit rubbish. Come straight in with the saxophone. Like, yeah. yeah. Right yeah. Top, I mean, that's a bold choice. Yeah. So at least one out of ten. For but that. I noticed in the video there was no saxophone player, so I guess they're getting some like session guy in to do the best bits of the song. Ooh. Two out of ten, then. Yeah. yeah. That's another bonus point. <laughs> it's <laughs> not right. the instrument. It's okay, but it's it's not great. It's um, not with some of the hard hitters on this disc. We kind of need it. There was like, no power to it. The singing wasn't yeah. like powerful. It was all a bit like... Nah, nah. I mean, the video was just... Did you watch the video to this one? Yeah. It was just them like... Was this the one where it was sort of a video of them filming a video, so it was just them standing there playing, but yeah. there was more emphasis of them filming like... Uh, a guy on a camera like swinging yeah, around them and yeah, getting like the shots yeah. it's like they're spending more time filming the camera crew filming the band than they are actually filming the band playing the song we're getting a lot of that now that yeah. like fourth wall we're making a video video it's like it's a, getting quite annoying like because there are like, like a few of them really drab and colourless video was, nothing well, yeah. was going on it was... the production values were good it seemed like they're just getting better like they're, they're knowing how to edit things for some videos there's one coming up later the <laughs> fucking worst production I've ever seen it was amazing but yeah you said uninspiring vocals there's no mm. power or urgency to the yeah. singing it's just it's yeah. not exciting yeah but how did this one do I'm sick of talking about this sophist, sophist of pop didn't do too badly at all uh, really yeah UK number three 
What? Who's yeah. buying this shit? No one ever talks about... I can't remember what they're called already. Curiosity Killed the Cat. Yeah, yeah. who talks about them? Whose uh, favourite band is Curiosity Killed the Cat? I don't know. <laughs> that, that guy you mentioned before, Volavon Pierre. No, oh, yeah, Ben Volavon Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> Volavon Pierre. <laughs> yeah, well, in Ireland they said, ho, ho, hello there, boys. Well... We don't kill any cats around here. I don't like that sort of thing. Number five. I liked it. <laughs> you look so happy of yourself for that. <laughs> uh, in New Zealand there. Yeah, not too bad, boys. I'll give you number 13. And that's all of it. And that's it. Didn't even hey. Ken. No. Nothing's Kenton. No, no. Well. Very thin on the ground. <laughs> Down to Earth, Curiosity Killed the Cat, sung about being tempted by the cooling breeze. And while we're on the subject of low temperatures, it's the communards with So Cold the Night. Which sounds like someone killing a cat. I like the Middle Eastern. I like this song. Really? Oh no, I think this is like the point at where, like, what Jimmy Somerville and the communards are doing sort of. It kind of tips over into parody, and it sounds silly. I and like his voice the, starts to sound silly, I like, like someone who's silly. doing an impression of good. an opera singer. It reminds like, me a little bit of uh, that Faithful and More song. Which one? Uh, is it called Mouth to Mouth? Is that the one? It's got a Eastern-y thing yeah. to it, but that's about it. Yeah, this one was way more poppy and had worse soup sounds. It started off and I was like, ooh, and then it had like a really farty synth. It's like, brrr, like two notes. Yeah. It was so farty. I was like, This is why I think it's silly. Yeah, it was like, silly. It didn't work for me on any level. Oh, all. I liked it. I thought no, it was I, good. I, I thought it was all right. Yeah, I'm I enjoyed in the middle of your two extremes. I sort of yeah. found the video, once again, it goes to show like, Jimmy Somerville, he can sing, but he just looks so awkward in front of a camera every time. He's, well, he's just standing in that video dancing. He's like, which is really, really bad. Yeah, like... It doesn't you've, look... You've just had the biggest hit of, like, last year. Fucking spend some money on your video, mate. And the video wasn't too bad. That was rubbish. They were in a dark room with, like, some... Yeah, it was, like... like dark Turkish room, and they danced yeah, about. It, it did a, look like... I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a haunted house. The vibe of the song and the lighting in the room, I was like, are they in a haunted house? It's like, no, they're just, just singing in a house, but all the lighting... And stuff. And there was like occasionally shots of the desert. Yeah, maybe that's what all the money Stock went footage on. of desert. They hired the helicopter and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I quite like this. It had loads of fun 80s synth sounds in that now sound really dated and comedy, but I'm sure at the time that it was like amazing. Wow, listen to this, Jimmy! Yeah, listen to that fart here! Listen to <laughs> this! You <laughs> see? <laughs> 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 You see, uh, you see, before the 1980s, we couldn't recreate fart noises <laughs> with, the, with the studio technology of the time. So this was a big breakthrough for us. So he said, Jimmy, come in and have a listen. And uh, he said, wow, I, did you just fart and pretend to play the synth? I said, no. <laughs> they can do this now. Because before, if you needed a fart noise in your song, you'd have to get an expert farter live. Yeah, because yeah, you'd have to fart under two seconds. Yeah. So you can go in and in a 19 with it. <laughs> I mean, uh, mic placement was important too, of course, but uh, really, you, you know, 
This this changed the game. <laughs> this killed off the uh, studio farter. <laughs> There's no more session farters around. <laughs> well, do the charts. How did they get on? I liked it. Again, like it's, these all seem to be like maybe they've changed their strategy of where they're releasing stuff to. Because all four of these songs so far, actually not all four of them, but like three of them, have just had UK, Ireland, and New Zealand charting. Maybe this is their new sort of release strategy for these bands. This is what Virgin are doing or something. They're not bothering with some of the markets. I don't know. Well, it was a good enough for a UK number eight. Uh, and number four on the Irma. We like all that funny Eastern stuff. It's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I agree. <laughs> I thought it was good. And in New Zealand, they said, well, we're about as far east as you can bloody get before you go west again. 44. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get our asses over to Chicago. So cold the night we had there. If the night is cold and you want to warm up, you know what to do, don't you? You gotta check, 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 check your body. My only reference to this song before I'd heard it was in Adam and Joe show when the, the Titanic one and he's in the water and he needs to keep warm and they're like, Jack, check your body, Jack. <laughs> and then they all start singing Jack your body and I was like, I have no idea what that's from. And now I know, it's this song. I love it, I love it. It's this early house thing, it's got the bloody. I think, I mean, someone will probably correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's the Ryland 808 that's doing the hand claps and that cowbell. Oh, yeah, I like, oh, yeah, I like that. I mean, I did think for when I first started listening to it, I was like, is this some sort of modern mix? Because it sounded a bit like, you know, all the production and uh, the drum sounds and stuff was like, this sounds a bit better than most of the... Yeah, it's just really pioneering. But yeah, yeah. Must have, then I looked it up and I was like, no, this is the one. It's just that's amazing. Yeah. It's because uh, there's not that much going on, is there? There's mm-hmm. only like a couple of instruments at any one time so you could fucking crank them there's a really good program synth run in there it's almost like that bit in Speed Demon it's just I really liked it it's yeah really I thought fun. it was good and if I was called Jack I'd like it even more because <laughs> I spend ages just going Jack 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 before it goes into Jack the body yeah yeah it takes too long to go into the Jack body bit that's like your that's your favourite bit you need that I uh, yeah I look up the lyrics for these songs, so this this was quite fun. To <laughs> <laughs> this one had a pioneering video as well, because I remember in the nineties there was lots of dance music videos, like the Out Here Brothers did it, where there's like really yeah. old footage of like fifties yeah. dance hall or something, like from films of people doing dancing in black and white, and this had that, yeah. like a dance song, but then cut and chopped up with loads of like old school dancing videos yeah. from the fifties and yeah. stuff. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, this is pioneering in all ways. Yeah. Do you know this... all the peculiar chart information about this, Harry? Well no yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't need to well, go then. Right, next. You know, this, this is this is a one-hit wonder. So he doesn't have another. Who was it who did it? I can't remember what it was called. Jack, Jack your body. Jack, Jack the body. <laughs> no, no, Jack your first name Jack, second name your body. Okay. Steve, yeah, Steve Silk Hurley. Steve Which, Silk uh, Hurley. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this wasn't actually the first Chicago house hit in the UK. Farley Keith had a top ten hit with "Love Can't Turn Around." Mm-hmm. which Steve Silk Hurley says that he nicked off him. Wow. Yeah. But 
he had the last laugh because Jacob. <laughs> oh, we've got different information. All right. <laughs> because this one, I'm, I have to give this away now. I got to number one in the UK. Really? And it was yeah. the first. It was. The, it's the only song to get to number one without play any play on Radio One, yeah. but without being banned by Radio One. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't bad. I just didn't really know about it or play it. Got loads of play in the clubs, and that got it to number one. Just because it's you know it's ahead of its time. It was also the first uh, UK number one to achieve the majority of its sales on the twelve-inch format. Wow! Ah. And under the chart rules in place at the time, it shouldn't have counted uh, because the twelve-inch ran over twenty-five minutes. But the rule wasn't enforced because the chart compilers weren't aware of it until wow. it reached number one. <laughs> yeah, didn't know it. Fucking idiots. <laughs> It's had four re-releases. Really? Yeah, you got to, didn't you? 87, 92, 2000 and 2009. So yeah, as I said, UK number one. Knocked off Reet Petit. Oh. Yeah. Does that mean um, it got to number one on the Irma then? Oh, well, you'll see. <laughs> got knocked off by New You Were Waiting by George and Aretha. So we've got most of this sort of era of number ones are on this now. This might be the most number one-y now we've ever had. These three record companies were doing pretty well around the end of 86. Or at least they? in this country. Not, yeah. in, not in Australia or America. But this didn't chart anywhere else apart from on the US dance where it got to number 25. That's, that's UK, guys. We're so ahead of the, the curve, aren't we? I know. We like hip-hop before America did. He's yeah. It's very clearly American. Yeah. We're getting the house tunes to number one before they are. Yeah. We can feel big and smug with yeah. musical pioneers. Mm. Everyone else looks to us. Yeah. Yeah. And We're the ones to blame for house music being so fucking successful. <laughs> oh, <Bastard>. great. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah but it goes downhill, doesn't it? Are you talking about Deep House or Funky House? Oh, uh, like... Or Wendy House? Uh, I'm talking like chill ambient house... Uh, I, f- I find it really funny I remember like Animal House that's quite yeah. bad because they can't play I remember speaking to people who are like you know I don't, don't know much about house or really care much about house and they'd be like oh yeah no most house is really bad but yeah like, I like light funky house that's really good oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking well this is the last we'll be hearing from Silky Boy until uh, <laughs> it's re-released again <laughs> Nah, you don't get it back on it now. Oh, I'm sure it'd be on now. That's what I call dance music yeah. tunes five. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that he is. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that he was. Taffy, I love my radio, brackets, midnight radio, pick a title. Um, yeah, two. yeah. Well, pick a fucking title, changed it again for the UK release. Really? Yeah, because radio stations didn't really broadcast after midnight in the UK, they changed the lyrics and the uh, parenthesis to DJ's radio. So it was, I love my radio, DJ's radio, and they changed it on the records, but they didn't change it on the sleeve, so it still said Midnight Radio on the, They used the same sleeve that they used for the other markets. <laughs> Who the what fuck is Taffy? Huh? Who is Taffy? She's Duffy's mum. She's an Italian-American singer by the name of Catherine Quay, so I don't know if she's Finley Quay's <laughs> sister or something. Yeah, Finley Quay's mum. Duffy's <laughs> mum as well. <laughs> But, um, do you haven't you heard the duet between Taffy and Duffy? It's really good. Yeah. 
I'll have to check that one out. We're going to get that one written there. The album she's done with Shaggy, Stuffy. Stuffy. Crossing all the goals. That's how this works. I quite like this song. I do as well. It's yeah. got huge 80s drums, a little bit of distorted guitar, patent yeah. bass. It's got a hook that I can remember. I had that really sweet synth when the synth line comes in, like mm-hmm. in the middle. Oh, I really like that. It's a high energy job, isn't it? But. But I haven't liked any of the high energy really oh, before. Oh, you really liked some of them on the last one. What was that? That Communards one was good. Was that high energy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, okay. My lord, this song, I like the song, but the video was one of the best videos I have seen watching now. <laughs> Did it confuse you a bit, though? It was fucking so low budget and just shit. It was brilliant. The footage of radios makes sense. There's a lot of people just turning yeah. their radio on. Loads what of, of loads drag eight, 80s wipes whenever there was a picture of like a spinning star wipe into a radio. But most of the video was just her at some, like... Looked like some sort Drag of track, track day, and she was just like walking up and down all the parked cars. None of them were particularly nice cars. A lot of them were like big vans. Yeah, they're funny. And her cars. just trying to like look maybe sexy or stylish while just walking past some shit cars. They're, they're funny cars. They're like a type of drag racer. Singing about singing about radio while standing and like yeah. t- touching cars. She, she's sort of quite stylish, isn't she? She's Italian, you'd expect. But she had like, I thought maybe at the start she was supposed to be like, working in a fast food restaurant because she had like what looked like one of those like little like cardboard hats on <laughs> but then as the video went on I just noticed that was just her fashion hat <laughs> it was it's so budget it was amazing I'd, I'd highly recommend checking this video out because uh, it's fucking terrible yeah I ain't got much more to say about it really did Taffy have any other hits? well she didn't have any other entries on the Now series so no. weirdly enough no, but this did get to a UK number six. And uh, number six on the US dance album, baby. Woo! US dance. <laughs> and that's it. Mm. And that's Taffy. You know what taffy is, Martin? Like toffee? It's a type of American candy, correct? Yeah, that's what I thought. Laffy taffy. <laughs> is it sweeter than the confectionery we make in the UK? I don't know. But I know that according to our next singer, Nick Kamen, loving you is sweeter than ever. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was one of your best yet. <laughs> yeah, this song. Once again, very weak. Yes. The whole song was just like, there's no power or urgency in any yeah. of it. it was this I've written another mediocre Nick. What was yeah. it about that time? Another record producer. <laughs> hey, uh, get us a singer into the session. Oh, I've got, I've got this guy called uh, Rodney. He's got a great voice. <laughs> oh, it's got to be a Nick. Well, Nick it, with a bad voice. He's not a real Nick. He's not a real Nick. Is he a Mick? No. <laughs> he was born Ivor Neville Cayman. Really? Well, he's still a mediocre Nick in my book. He was another guy that looks a bit awkward in front of the camera as well. Well, he shouldn't do. He shouldn't do because this guy is a pop star because of his modelling work. Wow. Him and his brother Barry were both models and his other brother Chester was a session well, guitarist. Perhaps, perhaps that's why he looked so awkward in the bits like it was mainly when he had to like move in time to the music as yeah. well. So he just looked well, really... So the video started with him like walking to camera while like hitting a tambourine and then immediately stopping and starting singing and it looked so jilted. I didn't really understand why he had to like 
carry a tambourine and play a tambourine at the start. So all the backing dancers had tambourines all the time as well. They're really into the tambourine. Oh yeah, he's got yeah, he's got some female tambourine. (laughs) This is uh, another cover of an old song. It's a nineteen sixty six song by the Four Tops on My Town Label. Oh really? Ivy Joe Hunter and Stevie Wonder. I, mean, I bet yeah. the Four Tops version is way better. Cause well, that's what I was thinking because I don't really think much of this song, but I think it's just got that cluster arrangement. The lead singer singing. of the Four Tops has got a fucking hell of a. The Levi Stubbs is he? Yeah, he's the guy from uh, oh, Plant in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to mention that song again that you always mention. Oh, what? Go well, Loco, Down and Out Yeah, that one. It's fucking awesome. He's great on that as well. But, Nick Kamen uh, is actually this is the reason why they've decided to push him as a pop star because he was the lad in the Levi's video in the laundrette that strips oh, him oh there we go yeah that was him all connected Pretty it's all right. a big denim yeah. conspiracy which is my new band denim yeah. conspiracy that's a good name for a band this isn't his biggest hit he had a number 5 in the UK last year in 86 with each time you break my heart surely you can only break a heart once how does that go it has to be mended in between so it can be re-broken. I don't know. Each time you break my heart, it's so nasty. I'm taking my clothes so off nasty. in the laundrette. <laughs> Look at my lovely Levi's. No, you've sort of put too much sort of uh, emotion into it. Just sing it. <laughs> sing it more like really soft. And... I'm just uh, a person singing a song. Like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> Good bit of saxophone in there. Yeah. I also yeah. liked, you see the bit at the end of the video where his backing dancers went shrunk and then he was like on his knees singing yeah. and his backing dancers with tambourines were like that big, like yeah. the size of borrowers. Like, he, but they were still just singing and dancing. And then he appeared in his own crotch. Like, appeared suddenly in his own crotch. Did he? Yes, yeah, sort of like a one-foot version of himself. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, UK number 16, and a number 18 under Irma. And that's it? Yeah. Yeah, no, no shit. And that is the last we'll be seeing of Nick Kamen. Oh. Well, that Nick there, he says he built his world around you. Speaking of buildings, it's Aha <laughs> <laughs> with Manhattan skyline. Yeah, Aha. It's like two. It's like a country, isn't it? Isn't it? This one. It's just like a verse yes. that's nothing to do with a chorus. And just stick them together. That'll and then, do. And then make a music video that just looks a bit like the. What's this before Take on Me or after? I don't know because the video is just them but in like animated on paper in black and white but many different styles so there's one where they're like in a newspaper there's one where they're in a dot to dot and their instruments haven't been filled in so you can see them playing but like the drums are just but they can't play if they haven't been filled in yeah but I was just like it's like the aha thing they only do music videos where they're like sort of moving print well there was that good bit in the tunnel where they had all newspapers yeah yeah it was all strobing out that was good yeah but it was just like was that their thing but this is written by two different people like the two different people in the band yeah two sections Harkin Morton or whatever (laughs) that's the only one I think I remember well a lot of songs are written that way but but you find two bits that actually go together and 
sound like that one thing. Yeah. This is just really awkward. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was all right. Nah, I, I like was... stuff that goes loud and then quiet and then loud again. I thought it was pretty forgettable, really. Better like singing than most 80s bands. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like quite a good singer. If, if you've ever tried to sing Take On Me, it's quite hard. Mm. So like a big, some big high notes in the chorus there. Yeah. Got to have the range. I like you did it. Sort of, the Doom bass was good. Like, bow, bow, stuff that was happening was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, wasn't catchy. Wasn't a top pop hit, it was it. It's not going to take on me. It's got more about it than most, like, 80s pop, I think. It's a little bit more dramatic. There's a bit bit more sort of interesting stuff going on. A bit more dynamics. Yeah, I do. I do like the big guitars. I do like... It's nice to hear some big of guitars, because you don't get as much of that in the 80s. Yeah. It's all about the keyboards, so that's quite nice. Yeah. UK number 13... And Andy Ermine said, well, quite like it. Aha. It's something we might say. Number three. Wow, number three. They did yeah. like it. Fucking hell, Irma. What are you like? Yeah, I don't know if this is the last we'll be seeing of Aha, because that is an impossible thing to search for on the Now website. Yeah. <laughs> it just won't let me look properly. We know that Ahar, a- I like calling them that. <laughs> we, guessed. we know that Ahar did that striking video where they're depicted as comic book characters. And according to Wikipedia, our next band were visually styled in a way reminiscent of comic book art. Yeah. That group is Westworld, and the song is Sonic Boom Boy. Yeah. Sonic Boom! Sonic Boom If everyone boy. in a comic looks like a fucking Wally. Yeah. Cool. Well, they're basically what they were. Well, they dressed like, like characters. Well, in the video, sound. half of it they were animated in a comic style. Yeah, that looked fine, but they're yeah. not like real them. They look fucking stupid. Oh yeah, they did look stupid. This whole video was fucking insane. Was it like Zap? Do you remember Zap? The band? No, no, the comic book. Oh, yeah, that comes that. to life. Wasn't that Mark Spate? Was Mark Spate in that? Uh, I don't know. Neil Buchanan was a pair of hands. Didn't it? Yeah, I think Mark Spate did like a sort of Max Headroom thing for okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like that? No, the video was sort of a load of people at the cinema, and for some reason there was them playing on the cinema screen, and then sometimes it was animated, and sometimes they were just them. Yeah. Singing and dancing, yeah. looking like twats, dressed like yeah. idiots. And then towards the end, the animation leaked out of the screen, yeah. and just turned everyone into the audience into like really weird things it wasn't even just like oh a mummy or something it was yeah. like Pumpkin you're like man. an eyeball in a weird metal stand <laughs> or turn you into a bit of goo that, that like moves around strange yeah it was quite cool and then by the end of the video there's one guy left and I'm like oh, okay is it like he's into them so they haven't turned him into something uh, and they turn him into a rocket and he's fucking blasts off that's an alright thing to well, be turned into do, well, you know, do you know who made it no rocket. it was giblets again the people that made repetite Oh, that, really? That animation, yeah. Well, Repetit was better than this one. Yeah, what, the video? Yeah. This video was all right. I liked it when it started turning people into stuff. None of it made sense. It was all just, like, really weird and just, like... I don't, I don't understand why they were turning people into stuff. Was it something to do with being a Sonic Boom boy? Or? Maybe it was around the time of, of Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something. Yeah, the animation was nowhere near as good as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. 
whole song, I don't know, I didn't get it really. The band was weird, sort of a female singer with an acoustic guitarist and then an electric guitarist, and that was yeah. that was all of them. Yeah. Well, it was it was formed by former Generation X guitarist Bob Durwood. Andrews and American vocalist Elizabeth Westwood. Why wouldn't they call themselves the Woods or something to do with wood? Wood, wood all over their names. Westwood. Yeah, yeah Westwood. Westwood. <laughs> but yeah, they're named after the film Westworld. Ah, which is now a TV series. Yeah. Not Waterworld. They should have called themselves Waterworld. Waterworld didn't good, exist. That's yet. a good film. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote. Neither did Tim uh, Westwood. <laughs> I wrote it's fairly disposable. It's all right. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense that Generation X was in there because it sounds like something, the sort of tail end of New Wave, maybe. Broader terms. Yeah. Sense. I mean, the way they looked sort of reminded me of the cartoons. Well, they're sort of a blend of classic 50s rock and roll, a bit glam, a bit of punk, but with like beatboxes and synths. That's starting to sound a bit sophisticated pop, if you ask me. Blending all that stuff together. Except they look, they, their <clears> look wasn't sophisticated pop, was it? They were sort no. of, you know, squarely was... aimed at kids, I think. I don't know, sophisticated pop is more sort of airport lounge music, isn't it, really? I don't, I think. I don't know, I don't think we really truly know what sophisticated pop is. We've <laughs> <laughs> still not worked it out. UK number 11, and that is the last we'll be hearing of Westworld. That's World. what they did as well. Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, from a sonic boom to a whisper, Tommy whispers. <laughs> Baby, it's okay. Yeah, living on a prayer. Bon, bon, bon Jovi. Yeah, I mean, this one's just sort of like I've heard it so many times. It's not much to like. When you listen to it, it's not like oh, it's you know. I enjoy the talk box. The talk box wow, is one of the wow, things because wow. they did a demo of it and he wasn't convinced it could be a hit, and they added that wow wow. They added that on it, and it was a hit. And yeah. I mean, that's it is good. It's co-written, I think. I think it's co-written by Desmond Child as well. Possibly the first time I've come across him, but he wrote a lot of big songs like uh, Poison. Oh, um, nice. Ice Cooper, Living La Vida Loca. Oh, he, he does know how to write a banger then. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's I hear it, it's like, oh, it's living on a press. So it's hard to sort of review it objectively. Yeah. Just, I do like the song. It's one of those songs you can't avoid. Yeah. yeah I, I like I like the video with the, um, not the video that they made for it, but a couple of years ago, they played it at a football match and this American guy ended up walking about and singing to different people in the crowd. It was, it was really good. It's like a dance. I know one's watching sort of thing. It's this nerd who's like going up to people and playing air guitar and jumping. It's really cool. Because the official video is not good. So The key change is a bit... I always find that a bit weird because there's a sort of bar with three in there. Yeah. It's, it's slightly ahead of... It sounds like it's just like a studio key change and not, like, you know, it's just been cut in. It sounds like really out of place. I just like Bon Jovi's whole thing about like writing about these blue-collar working-class people when he's a rich rock star. Right. That always strikes me as really funny. Like, the Bruce Springsteen approach yeah, to yeah, it's music. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's worked so hard! Yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. about the common man while you're sitting in your fucking mansion. But Bon Jovi likes throwing some cowboy things, so it's like, Jimmy, working so hard, with cactus for a pillow, <laughs> in the desert at night. He's kind of a bit like that. He's got a really ridiculous voice as well, Bon Jovi. It's just so earnest and over-the-top for what he's singing about. This was written during the Reagan era, 
and the trickle-down economics are really inspirational to writing songs, apparently. Yeah, what did he mean by that? What did he mean by that? He I was like, right, this stuff's great. Oh, I love this. Oh, it's inspiring me. Oh, or is yeah. he sort of, well, the song doesn't actually suggest that, does it? Yeah, well, what, he what has to say? give up his job. And that is saying... Oh, it's saying make sacrifices, work hard. Yeah, and it, yeah that's... But if you've got your love for each other, you know, then you've... That's a lot for love. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The video for this is really bad, because it's just like footage of them playing live, but like six in one screen all cut up and you can't see what's going on properly. But I did know it's like, you know, back then, Bon Jovi, he's a good looking guy. He was a good looking guy. And he had some pretty amazing hair. I was like, this is probably why Bon Jovi's so big. It's like, you know, as far as 80s hair rock stars go, he was like probably, you know. The one I watched was just like, there seemed to be like loads of live tour footage of them playing live. But Oh no, this isn't what I've seen. But it was all like edited over Mm -hmm. each other and stuff. So there's like, Pick like three clips at once no. of them like oh no this is a completely different stuff. video to the one I've seen the one I've seen is them sort of rehearsing in black and white and then the last kind of 20 seconds of the video it goes colour and the crowd are there and they play and he flies around on wires that you see him being sort oh, of they show you bits of him flying on. around on wires but I guess that was on a live show yeah there's a couple of different ones there. footage from live shows I saw and it was all like yeah you couldn't really see what was going on because there's like different colour filters and like loads of different you know yeah, I, d- I don't really like this for for a few different reasons. Are you going to tell us the reason? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's overplayed. Like it's, I mean, it is overplayed. It I've heard it too much, but it's, it's still good. It's like the kind of quintessential hair metal sort of ostentatious rock thing that I don't really like. Oh, I yeah, I know you do. That's one of your favourite sort of things. That's one of my least favourite things. One of my favourite one of my favourite rock things is just kind of cock. Stadium, yeah, all type rock. I mean, I like the parody of it, like that 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 works for me. But like the actual the actual like sort of cock throbbing, like hair tight trouser rock, like now I just like I don't. It doesn't come from like the right place for me. You know, rock's got to come from the soul. It shouldn't come from the testicular area. Mm, I think rock can come from, especially not when they're being squeezed by tight trousers. You're bound to make all sorts of funny decisions. (laughs) (laughs) It's all so, like, slick and good and, like... You know, everyone's really technically proficient, but I'm not, like, a massive fan of what they're actually playing, even if they're playing it very well. Well, one thing in this that will crop up in in other songs on this disc is the solo is technically proficient, but it's actually quite melodic, which I like. It's not... There was, like, 80 shredders about this time, and all the solos are just like... And didn't really sound like music. Yeah. But this has got a well good guitar solo. I, yeah. I can play this guitar solo. This was like, it was also a song that used to be sort of passed down from like year to year by like the popular girls. And like, mm. so sort of the popular girls in year 11 would sing it and it would keep getting passed. But like, by the time it got to the year above me, like, them popular girls were like real hags and they used to sit around in a rig and like sing it really loudly. I hated that. It sounded horrible. This is, I never this, had this experience. Yeah, no, I don't know about this the popular people at school. So I think <laughs> we're getting to the nub of why Harry really hates it. The popular girls didn't fancy me and they sung it. God, I didn't want any of them like ones in the year above. They were horrible. <laughs> yeah, so obviously. This was a big old hit. Yeah. Uh, it was a number one in Canada. And we gave it a gold record. Wow. Nice yeah. one, Canada. Uh, we put it a number four on the Irma. Yeah. 
New Zealand said, yeah, we're living on a prayer, praying every day we don't get shaken into the sea by the earthquakes. <laughs> and number one uh, in the UK, number four and platinum. Platinum. Yeah. Four. And in the US, it was a number one, boy. Yeah. And it it's gone platinum. triple platinum. But that's with downloads up until this point now. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the original, like, 12-inch, I think, no, it wouldn't have gone platinum. I think the original 12 inch in America sold like 800,000, which is still a fuck of a lot. This is the world we Sometimes it was uh, hard to tell if they were boys or girls, which resulted in a land of confusion. <laughs> eh? Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking about Genesis, land of confusion. Cool. I bloody love this. Yeah, man. I don't think I've ever heard this before, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's... I really like, liked well, it. I wouldn't say it's fucking awesome, but, like, it, it's all right. It's one of the better Genesis songs that I didn't didn't want to kill myself. I was getting a bit of a Jackson vibe from parts of it, parts of, like, the, the singing that he was trying to do. There was, like, bits where you could hear, like, after the, every line in the verse, it was like... Ah! In the background, yeah. I was like, "Oh, it's like a that was some good." Yeah, I, I didn't know. I've heard this song a lot, and I didn't notice until listening to it for this podcast that there are loads of these like, yeah. And I was just like, "Oh, it's a bit Jacksony, isn't it?" But it's, I love the backing vocals yeah. as well. And a nice bit of backing oh, vocals. It's a fucking great song. The opening riff's got a bit of darkness to it, and this is uh, the height of socially conscious Phil Collins, isn't it? He's done Live Aid, Another Day in Paradise. He's doing this. I do have a quibble, which is. Uh, as much as I love the song, he says my generation's gonna gonna put it right. I'm not sure that they did. I'm not they sure did they did. Like, I don't think, think voting factoring over and over again was putting it right, was it? No, but <laughs> I, I thought I thought every generation probably thinks that the generation is gonna put it right. And then we I did. And we're, we're not. We're the generation who's gonna argue that. about it and never get anywhere. Which is basically every generation, isn't it? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of <laughs> depressing that it just goes round and round. You, you have this kind of youthful inspiration where you think you're going gonna to change it all. Was he that youthful by then? More youthful than he is now. <laughs> he was in a position where he could do some social good, wasn't he? I yeah. Suppose, his wife. And be in the film Busters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not entirely sold on the middle section of it. It's a nice contrast when it comes back into the main part of the song, but I think you could probably lose that bit. It doesn't feel like it belongs in the song, really. Did you see the video for this song? Well, this is the main sort of thing about this song, isn't it? Fucking awesome. Video. Yeah. There's a good bit. Must have taken a lot of time and effort. Cool, yeah. Fucking a lot of puppets and a lot of situations and shit. Yeah, Phil Collins happening in there. Phil Collins' puppet, spitting image puppet, looked amazing. Well, you know, he was. They did him on spitting image, and he saw it, and you know, he could laugh at himself. I know. Eighties self-deprecating Phil. Where did he go? Like, what happened to him? Yeah. So he's being all socially conscious, but he he wasn't offended by the thing and hired the spitting image guys in. Yeah, and it wasn't a very sort of kind caricature either, was it? It no, was pretty no. brutal. Yeah, yeah. it's good though, it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. I was like, yeah, you take the piss out of himself, it's fine. There's, there's, yeah. so, there's so much in this video, but like, I think probably the best thing to say about it is that it has the most comprehensive 
rundown of the video on Wikipedia that I've seen yet. Wow. And that's fucking saying something because there's been some pretty bloody... Like, this breaks down every second of... I mean, anything that happens at all in the video is mentioned. I mean, there's just tiny little one-second clips and yeah, stuff, aren't there? Exactly. Like, pop up and yeah. like, wow, I guess that has relevance to... Yeah, so yeah. if you want to know what happens, read that because it's way too much to, to go into. Or, and watch the video because it's really yeah. fucking good. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is probably the best, not best Genesis song, the best, you know, 80s Genesis song that we've had on and now. It's so got far. a great drum sound, as you'd yeah. expect from something with Phil on as well. Yeah. It's a real smack to the snare there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it got heavy rotation on MTV, obviously, because it had a really awesome video. Didn't do that well in the charts. Uh, it was top 10 in Ireland, we gave it a number 9. Number 9. And uh, New Zealand, we also agree with those Irish guys, we gave it number 9. And UK, we gave it a number 14. In America, we gave it a number 11. And uh, David Kent. Well, we Kented. We finally got on the Kent. Yeah. All right, boys. All right, Kent. <laughs> I've just been around the bank smoking ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm 20 foot tall, mate. I could do anything. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eat that mirror. You don't want to watch the video for this in this state, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll be warned, Ken. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I'm living in a land of confusion right now, mate. Number 21. Number 21. Yeah. Not bad. He's still a hard man to please, even yeah. on fucking ice. Hey. <laughs> it's the final Would you say that video has sort of Cold War vibes in it? It's got Reagan in that. Oh, yeah, it? it's got a few. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, in that time, that land of confusion, you know, the threat of nuclear arms being deployed every day, every day must have felt like the final countdown. And Especially in about. Europe. Especially in Europe. <laughs> there you go, Europe, the final countdown. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this has sort of got the Bon Jovi thing of a song I've heard so many times, it's hard to then listen to it again and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I know this. This yeah. is one of the most overplayed songs of yeah. all time, I yeah. think, maybe. It's, um, it wasn't meant to be the single originally Rock yeah. the Night was going to be the single and I prefer Rock the Night I don't know if I've even heard Rock the Night oh it's great Harry wouldn't like it but <laughs> I like it and they also have a power ballad on the same album uh, about Carrie but it, the way his accent makes it sound like they're singing to Gary well, as is really the funny Carrie <laughs> no just as in a girl called Carrie it's a power ballad but it does sound like they're singing Gary which makes you laugh because not only not, not purely because it's a man singing to a man I don't, I don't find that amusing but just Gary isn't a very Gary. romantic name yeah. is it but yeah I also like like Gary Barlow hears you say that also like <laughs> the heading for Venus oh he's he's here, well, isn't he he's isn't he isn't he outside Gary yeah, alright alright boys it's Gary Barlow <laughs> Hello, are you taking the piss out of the name, Gary? <laughs> you know, it's dying out. I'm trying to bring it back. Did you know that no child has been christened Gary in the United Kingdom since 1993? <laughs> it's true. Wow. That's true. Who would have thought if you were such a big, big hit, people might be naming their kids after you? I'm trying to bring it back. But nobody will have babies with me. <laughs> nobody, no little Gary Juniors running around. <laughs> nobody will have me. They all want Mark. <laughs> oh, sexy little fucking Mark. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, the bit that always makes you laugh in this song is that 
We're heading for Venus. Venus. <laughs> I look back in my coffee. And then the rhyme was seen us. Brilliant. Maybe they've seen us. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. got another solo that's kind of, it's a bit shreddy, yeah. but not unmelodic. I watched the video, I didn't realise Europe, I mean, they just look like a generic hair metal band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't know, I don't think I've heard any of their other songs ever, or seen them before. No. Just heard this song a million times. I think, I think they're from Scandinavia, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Well, the lead singer is called Joey Tempest, which yeah. is my favourite name since Buck Ram. That's a good <laughs> <laughs> He was the one who wrote the keyboard riff. For this song, yeah. he wrote it in the early 80s after he borrowed a keyboard off his keyboard player and a little play about. And that's what he came up with. Do his job for him, mate. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to hear it in the same way that I hear other songs on here. Yeah. yeah. I do, I, I could quite happily listen to Living on a Prayer again and enjoy it, but this definitely has the overplayed effect on me. Yeah, yeah. I can't really bring myself... I know it's, it's not a terrible it's song, big, I quite like it. Big drum yeah. fills. I, I used like to that. like the song, but yeah, I've just heard it so many times, I just can't be asked <laughs> to listen to it again. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the tight trousers a requirement for the sort of singing, because there's a lot of, like, it seems there's a lot of boys with long hair and tight trousers and very high registers that start turning yeah, it's up just at like, this point. It's just like that in any music scene, isn't it? You have to dress... Do the, if you want to be a punk rocker, you have to dress like a punk rocker. <laughs> Yeah, but sort of hair metal calls for singing in a high register, like so that's why I think like it's got something to do with the no, trousers. No, it's just the fashion. Stripped in your balls. Hair metalers like to get their dick sucked, so they show off their dick and they sing high. It's yeah. frightening, really, the size of them. You know, we got armadillos in our trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and the keyboard riff was was actually inspired by Space Oddity by Bowie. Doesn't really? sound anything like Space Oddity, but. No. No. Fair enough. Similar themes, you know, going up to the sky, up in space. Yeah, I mean, well, I could be inspired by Space Odyssey when I'm making a sandwich. Not that the two things would be particularly connected, but, like, I could feel the feeling of inspiration of... Yeah, you could just think, this is a really, really well-made song. I'm going to make this sandwich really well-made as well. Yeah. I'm going to do this right. Like, yeah. uh... <laughs> that's how you came up with the Space Odyssey sandwich. Yeah. Now it's time to make this sandwich if you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Here is my tuna in a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you found that. Amazing. Uh, yeah, not really much to say about this song, really. It's just. No. It's the final countdown. You all know what it's like. Yeah. So, video, lots of technical knobs and dials and some data on the screen and stuff more of this fourth wall we're making a video watch us make this video I, yeah yeah just most of it was just them stood there playing yeah the singer just strutting around yeah Joey Tempest I like yeah. that Joey Tempest did the thing a lot where you know when the guitarist was playing like a solo and stuff he like got in close and was like yeah. whoa looking amazed and watching <laughs> yeah. him like whoa look at his fingers go you know, I like uh, that like, whoa look at him play his solo <laughs> they all used to rock on together like, yeah I like I like that yeah I like, I like that it's good uh, good vibes well this bad boy was number one in 25 countries wow <laughs> But did it sweep our English-speaking nations? The yes. The ones that matter. <laughs> uh, well, it was a number one anti Irma. Yeah. We loved it. And the UK thought the same. We gave it gold, number one. 
And in New Zealand, they said, bugger off, mate, number 12. Wow. Yeah. In Canada, they said, we love it. This is called the record. Yeah. But only number five. What? Yeah. They have four Rush songs at number one. <laughs> in America, said, we don't know where Scandinavia is, boy. Is that bit that looks like a dick? Yes, it is. Oh, number eight. <laughs> <laughs> and Kent said, oh, I quite liked it. I wouldn't give it a number one. I'd give it a number two. Ooh. Yeah. That's right, Ken. Uh, so in the UK, it was preceded by Take My Breath Away by Berlin and knocked off by Caravan of Love. Wow. So everything's on this fucking CD, yeah. isn't it? Like, everything. Yeah, and that is the last we'll be seeing of Europe in more ways than one. Not yeah. just because of the fucking shitty no-deal Brexit we're probably going to get. Europe, we're heading for Venus, but our next artist isn't going quite that far. Just over the hills and far away, it's Gary Moore. Another Gary. Bring it back, I'm telling you! (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to name my kid after Gary Moore than Barlow, to be fair. Uh, What did you think of it, Martin? I like this a lot. I thought it was really good. Can't say I've ever heard of it. I was a bit sort of... Because what was the last song we had by Gary Moore, wasn't it? Over the hills or something. Out in the fields. Out in the fields. And oh, this that one was, was like. No, there was, I'm but, sure no, there there was, was another between, one, wasn't there? Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that mm. song, and then there's the fields, there's one about the hills, and I kept just thinking of Run to the Hills and this yeah. song title <laughs> yeah. as well. I was just like, is it all these like hard rock metal songs have to be about fields and hills? Well, is that, it's from was that the thing in the 80s? I think it's just bits of it are almost like a jig yeah you know and he's I, I think he's Irish yeah like, he's from Thin Lizzy in Norway yeah Ireland, so he? he's he's just harking back to that country but I was getting a lot of Scottish vibe from it wasn't there bagpipes in the video there was a guy playing bagpipes maybe there's like a there's like a drum sounded like the Riddlers actually yeah I thought it was really good I liked I didn't think it was really good but I didn't mind it I liked the hard the hard rock edge with the sort of jig yeah the jig the jiggy Scottish solo was good and then there was a bit where it sort of dropped down and there was just like loads of vocals at some point a bit acapella-y I liked that bit yeah. Some good sections to it. I liked it. I think I quite like Gary Moore. That uh, that other one that I forgot already. <laughs> what it's called? Uh, yeah, that one was really good as well. Uh, I don't know. Out I the fields. I really like that. I didn't sort of go crazy over this one. I did like the story though. Yeah, the story. It's a good little the story. story of the song is sort of told in the video a bit. But like, what it is basically, someone got put in jail for robbery because their alibi was they were shagging their mate's wife. And then at the end of the video, you find out that he's the dad telling his son that story. So yeah, that's how uh, that's how I came to be with your mum, and uh, we had you. I was shagging her mate. Be- <laughs> I was shagging her behind my best mate's back. Well, it's out of I got put in jail for ten years because I didn't want to admit it. Yeah. And now you're here, son. Yeah, yeah. that was it, wasn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. He went, went to jail because he didn't want to admit he was banging his best friend's wife. But sort of ten years, you'd just be like, yeah, I was banging her. <laughs> yeah. like 10 years ten in prison years. <laughs> it was like I've got a week oh, maybe but 10 years in prison fuck that yeah. yeah and it obviously got her pregnant as well what are you doing mate perhaps that's I'll, it I'll get out of the nappies in the 3am yeah. week <laughs> 
<laughs> Brilliant. I thought it was silly, fiddly, diddly, silly. No, I thought it was, it was silly, but it's still good. Yeah. You well, just don't like any rock, do you, Harry? You yeah, don't I do. like tight trousers, hair rock. He likes. You he don't likes, like. He likes Scottish rock. rock. You didn't like Slade when they did their Scottish well, rock. So well, he likes deep rock and funky rock. Yeah, <laughs> funky yeah. acid rock. Yeah, grunge needed to happen, if you ask me. It really did. No, these guys are having fun. Not just like kill myself grunge. No, it's not. Oh, I'm just gonna wear a pair of jeans and a grotty t-shirt and Converse, which aren't. Where's the fucking hairspray, man? Because the music's doing the talking. Well, the suicidal talking. Not all grunge bands were suicidal. Look at Pearl Jam; they're still going. None of them ever killed themselves. Yeah, Pearl Jam were rubbish. I like some grunge. I like Silver Chair. Yeah, Creed. Yeah, creeped. Are they grunge? Are uh, they really grunge? <laughs> they're sort of and, like uh, shit metal. Well, yeah, because what is Nickelback? Is that grunge? Nickelback's just good, Harry. It's just uh, great, great music, isn't it? No. <laughs> Gary Moore got to number twenty in the UK charts for this bad boy. Yeah, and he got to number six, Andy Irma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New Zealand, they said, well, I don't think so, mate. Number forty-three got to number twenty-four on the US rock. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Australia, they said, we've got our own rock, thank you. It's, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> who are you? Hey, rock. Hello, it's David. <laughs> 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 yeah, we've got our own rock. It's not called that anymore. It's called the Lulu. <laughs> and uh, number 94. Number 94. Yeah. 94, wow. Come on, really Dave. Like. Give a brother yeah. a break. 94 for Gary Moore. Yeah, <laughs> just like all the other Garys on the earth. We won't be seeing any more of Gary Moore. Oh, what? I like Gary Moore. Cross that bridge when we come to it. If there's a problem, we'll get over it. Let's tell the truth and get it over with. I'm sure our love will see us through. Once you've gone over the hills and far away, take the first left, and when you get to the river, cross that bridge. The Ward Brothers. God, yeah. this was a load of old shite, wasn't it? <sighs> Not to be confused with the Ward Brothers who are famous for making wooden decoys. No, oh, well, obviously not. Yeah. Or the ones accused of murder that they made the film Brothers Keeper about. No, well, no, I wouldn't do that. No, these, these people have committed far worse crimes by <laughs> making this song. Uh, but they were brothers. Three brothers. It's called Two Brothers. <laughs> it's all a bit... From Barnsley. This was another one of those songs that where everything was like really weak and underwhelming. And just yeah, like... especially you've had all these big choruses. Land of Confusion, Living on a Prayer, Over the Hills and Far Away. You've had all these big choruses and it just feels like a verse just and another verse. And we can do it. <laughs> and, and I noticed that it's a it's singing like, drummer, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, in the oh. video, there was like the, the guy who was singing. You saw him like drumming. So, but for the bits while he was like singing to the camera, he was just like holding a pair of drumsticks while he was singing. <laughs> and he was a fucking awkward motherfucker in front of the camera. Yeah. Oh, Which, um, straight into a, straight into the chorus song, isn't it? Yeah. Oh god, yeah, it's not much of a chorus. No, everything was so weak. Like, yeah, oh, it's, it's just like sort of your most like standard new wave by numbers sort of sort of boring it felt to me like maybe they needed a singer and they couldn't find one so they were just like oh drummer you do it and he's because he had the best voice of the lot but he still wasn't really a very good singer (laughs) well you see going back to Genesis people feel like Phil Collins was just waiting for Peter Gabriel to leave and as soon as he was like right I'm singing they auditioned loads of people before they picked Phil he didn't want to do it but then they couldn't find anyone it's weird isn't it this was a shit song (sighs) yeah it really was. Video was sort of shot 
I think it was the Thames Estuary. Okay. And it was like a sort of studio vid where they're playing and it had like a subplot of, I think, industrial espionage. I'm not really sure. I can't remember what the subplot. I just remember the fact that the guy, the lead singer, was like really awkward in front of the camera and his dance moves yeah. were like, just looked like he kept like kept doing stuff with his shoulders that looked like he was going to fall over. He was like, like <laughs> walking and then he'd be like, <laughs> I was just like, whoa, careful, you're going to fall over me. Um, and he had some sort of weird sleeveless woman's top on that was yeah. too big for him. There were some sort of spinny 3D models going on as well. Little computer animation. Yeah. Bad song, bad video, bad times. Yeah, this is their only top 40 hit, and this wasn't even that much of a hit. Number 32. <sighs> Pan yeah. that with this, yeah. Need to pan it. Yeah, well, yeah. It's sort of like oh, shove them in, and they might. Yeah, you know, it's one of those ones where they're not doing very well. They need a little, need a little kick. We'll whack them in between Gary and and Chrissy and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's the last we'll be hearing of them. So it didn't work. Good. They went on to make wooden decoys. Yeah, very well painted <laughs> wooden decoys and, and ducks and things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we started the disc with the great pretender, and yeah. then we've got the pretenders. Yeah, the ordinary pretenders. Yeah, the not-so-great pretenders. <laughs> with him um, to her. Him to her, but him as in a song that you oh. sing in church. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> well, they do like the, the slow jams to end uh, now, don't they? Slow jam. I kind of like that, though, because I've been, I've been peaked out so much by... Land of Con- you know what it's like. I was trying to think. I thought a palate cleanser, but palate cleanser is before you eat something else. This is the end. So what this is is like you know when you go to an Indian restaurant, right? <laughs> You've had your you had your like vindaloo, which is land of confusion. You had your like really spicy, you know, like parties or whatever. Yeah. You know, final countdown, and then at the end they give you that little flannel that's been warmed up, put in plastic, and you put it on your face, and you know, oh, that's nice. That's what this song is oh, like to me. I thought we were going to say it's like a mint imperial that everyone else has touched. No. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a no. better description of this song. No, it's, it's a hot lemony flannel. <clears throat> yeah. It's just a nice, soothing experience after you've had some really hot curry. I don't know, I didn't get on with this song. It, was, it wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't, nothing caught me. I'm not saying it's good, I'm saying it's... Yeah, you say, nice. you're making it sound good, because hot lemon flannels on your face yeah. are good. Oh, right, maybe it's not as good as hot lemon flannels, but... It, it kind of cleansed me at the end. Okay. I didn't. I, I couldn't take any more excitement, Martin. Well, <laughs> after cross that bridge when I come to it, like the excitement of that song. Well, the Encyclopedia of Modern Witchcraft and Neo Paganism called it enchanting. <laughs> well, yeah, they also thought there might be some pagan stuff in there. It's not. Um, it's not Who as knows? good as, as I'll Stand by You by the Pretenders. That's got a better hook. Yeah. And that Christmassy one they play. Oh, yeah. There as well. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. It's a bit nothing. I don't know what Christmassy one the pretenders is. 10,000 miles is such a long way. That one. I don't know that one. Really? It's quite a big one. You'd you, you know it if you heard it. Yeah, or I, I sang it better. I just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't written by Chrissy Hind. It was written by one of her schoolmates, oh. Meg Keen. She was dead keen for it to be made into a song. Oh. 
Oh, it's, boring. it's got boring video as well. Yeah, it's just kind of like looking out of a window a lot. Yeah, yeah, got an open fire. And then occasionally shots of the band looking at her, looking really happy. We're like, yeah. hey, we're happy to be yeah. in this band. <laughs> Oh, I ain't got much to say about it. No, it's really. <coughs> it wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't really catch me. Well, you caught the imagination of Mr. David Kent. Really? He like, Ken. Oh, I liked it better than anyone. God, it's great, isn't it? Do you, have you it's got a crush on this? <laughs> well, I might do, you know, over in New Zealand, over the pond. Yeah, they, they gave it number 46. And uh, you poms thought it was good enough for a number eight. Well, I'm going to go and have another hit of ice. <laughs> Enjoy. There we are. Oh, fucking rude. So uh, that was it. That was that yeah. was it. And we're still getting VHSs, aren't we, Harry? Is there still Just VHS? about. Just about. Wow. What was on this one, then? Only one. Only oh. one. Surprise! Last hurrah for Gary Moore. Yeah, my yeah. boy. Gary. Like the name Gary, it just won't. He just won't. Well, he is dead. Actually, no, it doesn't work. Is it a good, it a good song? I like Gary Moore's um, song. It's Wild Frontier. If you like Over the Hills and Far Away, you'll, you'll like it. Nice. It's pretty much exactly the same. Sweet. I like those songs. They're good. Um, you know, it's, uh, from the album Wild Frontier, which was a tribute to Phil Lynott. Ah, yeah. Got some post-apocalyptic stuff going on in the video. Yeah, nice. They sort of like look like they're in a Fallout 4 bass. Well, I'd say they, it's just him with his guitar. And at one point you stand on top of one of them armoured personnel carrier jobbies playing his guitar. So it's pretty much all of his videos. It just likes <laughs> yeah. to find one spot to stand and then like stand and play his guitar. Yeah. And that's that's it. And then other things happen that he's not involved with. But. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of sounds like it's probably about Northern Ireland again. It's very sort of warry. Yeah, he likes that. Battley. Well, yeah, it's all right. It's just it's in the same vein as his other stuff. You can't. It's not. There's nothing extra to talk about. I'll check that out then because I like them. Yeah, uh, got to number twenty-two under Irma and uh, number thirty-five in the UK. Ken, can you come back for for a minute? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Uh, I give it eighty-five. I'm going to go and run like lions and tigers and bears. Yeah. So Harry, now nine for you. How was it? It was lots of like. It's probably one of the strongest ones we've had. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, because it's got some really big songs on there, and it's got lots of good songs. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have like. It's probably the best sort of average standard yeah. of any now. Yeah. But it doesn't have those fucking massive highs. It doesn't have a talking to an angel or something like that on it to like word um, up. yeah or a queen song or something really awesome like that yeah at this point though I'll take that I'd rather have a, a kind of consistent consistently good yeah great than just what, two great songs and I know the drops yeah. fair, I looked at this one before I listened to it and I was like this doesn't look like it's going to be very good and then when I've listened to it I'm like yeah that's it it doesn't have any huge bangers but it's, it's a pretty easy listen there's no like long stretches where you're like oh god mm. there's been like four terrible songs in a row so uh, you know all that's left is your 
your little contribution. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what, what Martin calls now, that's music. What Martin calls now, that's what I call music. Playlist. Uh, I'm taking Reet Petit. Yeah. Jack Wilson. Good. I like that Reet Petit. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, I'm going to take Caravan of Love by the House yeah. Martins. Yeah. Lovely song. Can't argue with that. Lovely song. I'm going to take Big Fun by the Gap Band, even though you guys didn't really like it. I liked it. How the hell did that go? Having big fun. It's the one that it's sort of like a gap band. Sounded like uh, the singer was the guy who sang on Computer Love by Jack. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. I can't remember what it's, <laughs> how it went. You know, I'm sort of in two minds as to put Benny King on because I haven't put this disc on yet. Because I like the song, but I sort of feel like I've heard it too much that so I don't really have one. Well, hang on, you're already on disc two? Yeah. What, you went... Didn't put Take My Breath Away on there. No, I don't like Take My Breath Away. I ah, said that on the last massive. one. Don't like it. Um, sounds huge. Benny King probably. You wouldn't put Rag Me Kitchen on there either. No, I've already got that on uh, my UB40 greatest hits. Oh. Uh, Rag Me Kitchen's not their best, you know. It's not like red, red wine. Oh, it's not white enough for you, is it? It's not Cherry O'Day. <laughs> it's not uh, blue eyed enough. <laughs> Uh, I will put on Communart, So Cold the Night. I like yeah. that. I like that one. Uh, I will put on Taffy. Really? No, Jackie Taffy. Body. No, Jackie Body. Jackie Body's great. It's, an inter- it's sort of interesting for the time, but it's not a song. <laughs> I think it's, a joy really, I think it's really good. Uh, okay. I will put on Land of Confusion by Genesis. Yeah, good man. Classic. Uh, Over the Hills by Gary Moore. And that's such a lot. That's yeah. It. Well, right. thank you for listening. Yeah. Are you going to paste in our socials? No, I'm going to just... Say it. I'm going to say it. Do it so live. Give me some fucking time. I'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. God, God, God damn it. You have to play us out. What does that mean to play us out? <laughs> 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 what does it mean to play us out <laughs> thank you for listening yeah you can find us on twitter at nwt underscore podcast you can find us on facebook somewhere just give us a search and fucking probably look right down the bottom of the list yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Acast we're on Stitcher we're on Podbean iTunes. we're on iTunes we're on some other pod apps that just sort of take your feed and never tell you so, yeah so um, give some five star reviews yeah give us some five star reviews on, on iTunes if we're not on your podcast app you know you can't find us on your app and you're somehow still listening to this then well, no. you know <laughs> give, give us a DM or whatever I'll see if I can get, get our feed up on there don't go on our SoundCloud unless you just want to hear a message telling you to go somewhere else and uh, what else oh shout out to Friday Night Shudder podcast and Show and Tell with Tunes podcast who've both been very nice and helpful and supportive Thanks, of us so far thank you good boy awesome right see ya bye, bye. Jack it up, 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 j